This is the Australian Hunting Podcast, hunting, shooting and fishing radio on the AHP Digital Radio Network. Visit us at australianhuntingpodcast.com.au. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Here's the host of the show, Jason Selms. Welcome back to AHP, guys. Thanks for joining me, the hunting, shooting and fishing premiere podcast in Australia. Uh, We're coming up... Very soon, actually, in March, uh, we're coming up just on six years of podcasting. We started in uh, 2011, and it's crazy to think, you know, how far we've come in six years, talking to a lot of different people in the industry, politicians, your everyday hunters, which is the podcast that we're doing today. And I'm just humbled, I guess, for all the people that decided to donate to the show, to help out, to contact me with um, questions, wanting to be guests on the show. We've done, you know, politicians as well, just a lot of stuff, and it's an absolute pleasure to bring you guys these podcasts. Again, people that donate to the show, thank you very much, the donators. If it wasn't for the donators of the show and people that run advertisements on the show, um, I probably would have given up some time ago. That keeps me motivated to get new equipment, you know, to keep, you know, trying to improve this podcast the best that I can. And if you've got any ideas how I can improve, you know, for segments, ideas, please email me. I love to get new ideas, and um, I want to get some new ideas onto the show. I want to get some new segments. I want to get, you know, you've always got to constantly change. You've always got to constantly evolve, and, you know, I just think this show is just absolutely fantastic, and I get a lot of um, emails from people, and, you know, just thanking them for the show, thanking me, sorry, for the show, and it's just awesome. I really can't thank everyone enough uh, for almost six years of podcasting glory, you might say. So today I've got Ben Burton on the show for the Everyday Hunter series. Uh, He lives up in the Hunter Valley area and uh, he joins me on the show to have a chat about what he likes about hunting and shooting, his favorite rifles, stuff like that. So I hope you enjoy it. So without further ado, let's get into my interview, The Everyday Hunter with Ben Burton. This is David Lionhelm. I'm the Senator-elect for the Liberal Democratic Party and you're listening to the Australian Hunting Podcast. All right, Ben Burton, welcome to the Australian Hunting Podcast. Thanks for joining me. I do appreciate your time, mate, uh, coming on the show to be part of the Everyday Hunter series and uh, talk about what you enjoy in you know, firearms, hunting and shooting. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, mate, not a worry, not a worry, buddy. Good to be on the show. No, thanks, man. Thanks for uh, wanting to be on the show. Mate, first I want to find out about you first. I guess tell us a bit about yourself, you know, where you grew up. Uh, you know, do you hunt, yeah. shoot, fish, or all of the above, and what do you enjoy? Yeah, mate, I hunt. I was bloody, yeah, sports shooting, fishing, bloody, I, I enjoyed a lot. But um, these days, probably mainly hunting. I, I, I enjoy to get out and, and, and get out and have a hunt whenever I can. And I guess... Most of mine, because I don't have access to private properties, most of my hunts are sort of done on um, yes, those paid places, you know what I mean, like inland hunting, and, and then there's a couple of places that don't sort of advertise, but I'll pay a few bob, you know what I mean, to, to get yeah. on and have yeah. a hunt. And um, mainly, you know, like during winter, the winter months too, sort of the best months up here for to, to get into hunting and... Yeah, I try to get out as much as I can, as much as the wife lets me. <laughs> Mate, what about you? Got a lot of state forests up there. Do you do? Do you have your game license? Do you hunt any state forests? Had any luck up around your way? First off, where you're from, I guess. Tell the listeners where you're from first. Yeah, yeah, um, Musselbrook, uh, in, uh, New South Wales, in the Hunter Valley there. And um, yeah, oh, buddy, I've got the R license just recently, so that was yeah, one of the goals because you know, obviously a free hunt, and there's plenty of good spots around here too like you can go down to um you know you head down to Picolban down that way and they've got plenty of game down there and Stewart's Brook up around uh Barrington Tops Nundle Hanging Rock you know like yeah there's there's a few good state forests to hunt around here especially that Hanging Rock a lot of deer taken up there and pigs goats so mate you're in the thick of it mate if you just do a bit of scouting and stuff and get to know forests close to you how far are those forests away from your place oh they're not too far really i mean you know down in the colvin in just over an hour stewart's brook uh, pretty much the same uh, it's a bit further out to hanging rock probably an hour and a half but even that's pretty good jace really Excellent, it's not yeah. too far like you know like the, you got the liverpool bloody plains out my um 
like I've got a few places out there to get around, you know, it's bloody great hunting out that way too, especially with, with deer, you know, like Absolutely. Bloody unreal, unreal. Mate, I'm still trying to get that elusive deer. <laughs> um, yeah, he's still, still going. <laughs> oh, mate, I'll get there. I mean, people probably would have given up by now, I think, uh, but, you know, you've got to keep yeah. at it, mate. That's what it's all I mean, I don't, I don't just yeah. go out there to hunt like that. I go out there, you know, uh, probably like yourself. You, you go with mates and friends, and that's good just sitting around the fire yeah. making a meal and talking talking crap and having a laugh. I think that's I enjoy that probably the most as well. Yeah, that's it. And, you know, a lot of times you've got friends that could probably – might put you on to one, but you don't want to give them to you on a platter either. You sort of, you want to work for it too. Like, exactly, exactly. I know what that's like. I've yeah, had a few offers yeah. too, but I think, nah, I just want to get my first one. Yeah, I felt well, like I've done the hard work. Then, hey, let all the requests flow in. Fl- you know, flow them in. I'm, <laughs> I'll take you up on all your offers yeah. as long as I get my first one. Mate, how did you get into, you know, hunting and shooting? When you were growing up, did your parents get into it or? Oh, it's always been in my family. Um, oh, my grandfather pop like he had a property and um you know i've got an uncle he's got land too and all you know throughout the family there's been a lot of um a lot of you know visits to farms growing up and you know buddy out spotlighting and and learning bloody things on the property like you know going bloody catching yabbies and setting up rabbit traps when i was growing up and yeah it's just bloody good fun and you know no one ever got hurt and this is just bloody what I grew up with. And even mum, she used to shoot when she was growing up, when she was a girl. So, yeah. Mate, did, did you, one question. Did you, did you grow up in Musselbrook or close to that area? or? Yeah, close to the area. So I grew up in Newcastle. Um, yep. And from a young age, I was always coming up to Musselbrook and, and um, up to Pop's Farm. He was up at Corindai. Um So, yeah, you know, I, I, I even when I grew up on the coast, I sport, spent a lot of time fishing, as you do, on the salt water and, and then on school holidays and weekends, we'd head up to the farms and with mum and, and, you know, mum and dad. And, yeah, but he spent some time with Pop and the uncle. And, yeah, so that's sort of how I got into it. Yeah. Mate, what about when you first, if you don't mind me asking anyway, uh, when you first met your, uh, uh, you know, fiance, wife, girlfriend, I think she's your wife. She's got your last name I saw, so yeah, presu- presumed yeah. to be your wife. Um, when she's you, the so, wife now. <laughs> when you sort of <laughs> when you said to her, listen, you know, oh, I like to go a bit of hunting, you know, a bit of shooting, you know, what did she say? Oh, she wasn't too bad. Um, she sort of grew up, um, yeah, with her family, so bushies too. And, um, yeah, she she's pretty good about it. She knows that. I work I work pretty hard for the family and you know it's good to get out and like she doesn't so much enjoy it herself but she you know she lets me get out and and enjoy a bit of time with me with me mates or even on my own just to you know what it's like just to get away for a couple of days and enjoy some enjoy something that I really love doing yeah have you taken the the family on like a trip or you know come to camp as well at the same time or nah you don't normally do that oh, we, we, yeah we've done a few camps but um I haven't actually taken, I haven't like taken the wife out hunting yet. Um, or I've got a, a 11 year old stepdaughter and a two year old son. And, you know, when my son gets a bit older, he might be a bit more interested than, than, um, than Mia. But, um, yeah, she, she seems like, um, she's more of a target shooter. I think Mia, she buddy, she's keen to get out and on the range when I think it's 12, they can, is that right? They can go get their junior license and and that sort of thing. So yeah, she's she's shown a bit of interest there. But um, yeah, but the, it's good because when I bring meat home and whatnot, like they're there. Like I just I bring it in, I get it all ready, and you know, like I'll end up making sausage rolls for the kids, and they tuck into it. So <laughs> what? Yeah. What was your missus like when you first you know brought home? You know, whatever it was, you might have bought pig, deer, rabbits, whatever it might have oh, been. What did she, she say? Oh, what's going on here? <laughs> she tolerates it, but yeah, I don't. She, she's um, yeah, she wouldn't eat it, and she still doesn't, which is a shame because it's bloody good meat. But yeah, yeah, I just, I just don't think she can get over the fact. You know, it's just something I've just brought back from the scrub. But 
Um, it's funny, years ago, I remember I had my missus. She, mate, she was very finicky with food. This is not even game meat. It was just turkey. And I made um, something. I can't remember what it was. It might have been spaghetti bolognese. She goes, well, this t- is, this, is, this, is this beef? And I said, yeah, yeah, no, it's beef, you know. Oh. <laughs> and then she offered, I later told her, she, it's turkey. And she goes, oh, oh, I knew something was wrong. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I've thought about doing that, Jace, but yeah. But I'm, you throw a bit of, yeah. you know, pork fat in there or something like that, mix oh, that in, look, mate. Yeah. It tastes fantastic. What doesn't that? Look, I love it. Oh, it's great. You know, I'll, I'll make wicked dib, like, you get deer mince and, and mix it with that pork mince or bacon ends and make awesome burgers out of venison. Like exactly. Even I, and the wife, she said that does smell good, but I'm not going to eat it. So it's amazing, yeah. isn't it? Because sometimes, I mean, even me, sometimes if I don't cook a certain piece of meat properly that I've bought back, I'm even I'm like, oh man, this is pretty bad. Sometimes, like, oh, even, definitely. I don't, but when yeah. I incorporate it into like sausages or I incorporate them into like mince or like you said, sausage rolls, they just come out fantastic. Like got yeah. a bit of you know anything wrapped in. What do they call it? Uh, you know, um, uh, what do you wrap your sausage yeah, rolls in that, again? That, oh, that um, puff pastry. Yeah, pastry. There. That's the yeah, way I was thinking oh, of. I mean, how good yeah. is it? You know, a bit of fat in there, a bit of sauce, mate. You can't go wrong. Beautiful. Yep. Add in a bit of this and a bit of that, and yeah, you know, there's plenty of stuff too. Like access to good recipes now, you can get online and and that sort of thing. Yeah. You hoping to take your son when he gets older? Oh, definitely, mate. Yeah, I can't wait for that time. Um, yeah, really looking forward to that. Because it's just something that's you'd pass down, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, I can't wait to pass that on. And you know, like I'd be around Pop when I was young, setting up rabbit traps and bloody, you know, waiting for it to get dark and going out with the spotlight and having a poke about, you know, getting some rabbit and oh, just yeah, just really looking forward to showing him all the things I learnt. Yeah, it's gonna be bloody great. Ben, mate, I was talking about, uh, you know, you. Was- said before you like you know, different sort of shooting activities let's go through that just a little bit i mean what do you enjoy if you're not let's say hunting first what species or animals do you enjoy hunting first oh always pigs i love hunting pigs there's a, yeah they'll always be my number one you know pick if i if i'm able to go out and have a choice of what i'm gonna go target pigs are always number one why pigs what do you like about hunting them oh they're just look they're, they're they can be so elusive, you know, and it's just such a it's such a rush when they when you you know you there's so many ways you can sneak up right up on them, get downwind, and you know I've been as I've been bloody four or five feet away from them, just snuck right up downwind, haven't known I'm there. I could have had a bow, like, and you know a pack of pigs there, you just start laying into them, and when they get on the run. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then they start running and, you you know, you've already knocked down three and you're like, oh, well, I might see how many I can get today. And, yeah, you know, and you start to you put in the practice with your shooting too and, you know, pull off some good shots and with your mates helping out, it's great fun. You're definitely right. Pigs are elusive. I mean, I've been to a lot of different places that have – I've seen, uh, like, on the last place that I went to, like, had a few dead pigs, I think. I'm not sure if they were shot. I think they might have been poisoned, actually. But this was in a, a state forest, this one. I'm not sure. Uh, but, you know, in a nutshell, I mean, they're, they're an interesting animal to hunt. I've never actually seen them in, like, even, like, running across me. I've never had an opportunity to even shoot one. And I've been to a lot of places over the last, say, oh, seven yeah, or eight years, be, you know. They can be clever. They can be clever, especially, like, Never I've even found seen a lot one. of times, like, I'll come up to an area and that I suspect pigs are, and I'll try to stay downwind. That's I think that's one of the biggest secrets for shooters is that when you're stalking them, just stay downwind, follow the signs, and a lot of times you'll see a bunch of sows up on a on a hill, and if you sit there long enough, they don't know you're there. There's no rush to, to get up on them. Just sit back and watch them for a minute, and you'll find there'll be a big ball floating around. And he'll often just hang out of the way, you know. Like he, he'll he'll just keep himself separate from the girls because they're they're going to be the easiest to see. And if if trouble goes down, you know, he'll be out of there. It's almost like self preservation, isn't it? It's self preservation, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Little pigs, <laughs> yeah. And often you'll say, "Oh, geez, why well, you'll see the big boar and think, oh, should I go for that bloody big pack of sows there and and try to get numbers and or try and get that big, you know, big trophy boar." Yeah, but um, and it's a great feeling, Jason. Especially like I say, you get downwind and just you know, bloody stalk up to them. Yeah, that's a yeah, unbelievable a good rush. stuff. It's a great rush. Yeah. What about your second say favorite? What do you like hunting from there? Oh, anything from there. Look, I like going after bloody fallow deer, red deer up here, um, foxes, 
fox is always good fun, just whistling a fox in it, yeah, you know, I love, like that's I love funny. That, yeah. You know, how good's that? You know, like it's a great yeah, yeah it's just it's just calling them on in and you're watching them get closer and you yeah. know, you can make pretty good shots on them too. And what are you normally speaking about that? What are you normally shooting? What are you shooting with? You normally sit down, you got a, a rifle and a shotgun, there's two of you, one of you, what do you normally use? I I, I do all like all my hunting pretty much. I've got a Polaris side by side buggy. You know them, um, yeah. they're side by sides, and nice, you know yeah. they've got the rollover protection sort of thing, and there's a shooting bar across the front you can lean off, spotlight on it, and um, so I generally only take one rifle, and and so when we make, I usually just take a, I take me three hour weight myself, because it sort of covers everything, you know, because it's got the power to put down a big pig or or a bloody big red, but you know, you, and because the the uh, projectiles use one thirty grains. They're they're, they're motoring, so you yeah, know they're be pretty going good pretty too. Quick, yeah. I used to have a they're seven good. mil, and they're pretty uh, lethal. But I did join the three hundred eight club like you too, just recently. So oh, I reckon it's a yeah, it's a great cow. Like my mate is, he loves his two seventy. I like me three hundred eight. But everyone's sort of got a favourite, but three hundred eight, <laughs> mate. She's she's pretty pretty handy, I reckon. Especially yeah, no. on that those those light projectiles because they they shoot nice and flat. Yeah, I know. I remember I used to shoot goats, and I used to bring my seven mil. My mate goes, "Mate, it's too much gun, you know. Bring like a two, two, three, or if you got a two, four, three. And I got a two, four, three now, but I didn't then. I said, oh, I've only got really a two, two. Because yeah, that's fine. And I've I've seen a lot of guys shoot some really big goats with um like a two o four for an example with like yeah with thirty nine yep. grain blitz kings for an example. Mate, that straight to the neck uh, drop. Yeah, it works a treat. Like, works even a, treat. a triple two, you know, like. I've got a mate, he's triple two, and he just he, he just puts the goats down with that. Uh, pigs, you know, he just uh, I think it comes down to a bit of, like, less recall. You've got that shot placement too, you know. You can really, you know, get it get it right where you want it. And, yeah, yeah. no, yeah, little projectiles can work wonders. Mate, what about non-hunting related activities? What do you get into if you've got to go to the range? What do you enjoy? Oh, I love range days. I'd bloody go out with <laughs> yeah. rifles pistols shotgun you know like we'll get a bunch of the lads out from work and you know we'll set up the clay target do some clay target out there um shoot some pistols you know with silhouette or you know a bit of um target shooting um you know well, as far as the rifles go we generally just take them out to sight them in but pistols and the, and um bit of clay target great fun great fun yeah, what do you like? Clay, I shoot a bit of clay too. What do you just down the line, or you shoot sporting? What do you enjoy? Yeah, yeah, like a bit of both. Like I'll, I'll do it out in the back paddock of a friend's place, you know, set up the clay target and for the afternoon, or I'll yeah. go out to to one of the clubs and and spend a bit of time. Then and you get to meet some good people too, Jace. You know, like that. Um, you know, the, the fellow shooters that sort of share a few similar opinions and you know have a bit of fun and yeah, it's what. Well, we got Western action up here too, and I've had a couple of goes at that. Even that's pretty, that's good fun too. A bit of Western action. Yeah, no, I've never tried that. I, w- I think it'd be interesting. I've seen somehow those guys reload those pistols, and you got the little, oh. you know, the little lever action rifles as well. And yep. Somehow yep. fast they are. I think, wow, I don't think I could. Oh, I'd be, fin- yeah, I wouldn't even be finished the shooting the first gun before they finished yeah, the shooting the third one. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty good, aren't they? Yeah, it's it's good to watch. I, I, buddy, oh, they got. You know, they get dressed up in the cowboy gear and that. I just go out and and um and watch and and have a shoot with them. And they show me a few tips and yeah. But I can see myself get could get into something like that. It's just it's great fun. It's awesome, <laughs> mate. What's your go to calibers when you when you're shooting? I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah. I'm guessing you own some firearms, so yeah. What's well, your go tos? Oh, I love me um me three hour weight. I generally take and me twenty two two fifty. It's um sort of me lighter cow. Um, like the, the pretty much the two I take. I've got a good lever action, uh, three fifty seven. Yep. It's a pretty good fun too. Just open sights, but really accurate. Um, Any specific and, brands? Are you a bit of a brand horse sort of thing, or not really? Oh, or? not really. I look, I'm partial to ticker. I, I like me tickers. Yeah, I'm a bit um, of a fan of the old ticker as well myself. Actually, yeah. I've, got, I've got three of them. It's the only rifles I've got. So three, three tickers. So, well, they make a good rifle, don't they? Not bad, eh? Yeah, not bad. They, I, and I just like the polymer good. ones for the for the bush. You know, they're easy to you know, you know sort of yeah. clean. That you know, get a bit yeah. of marks on them. Who you know, not a big a deal. Whereas the wood can get marred up and stuff. But go on. Yeah, it sure can. Um, yeah, like 
they, they do make a good rob, good bang for the buck sort of thing. I've got a nice, um, I've got a really old Remington there, 788 model. Uh, that's me 22, 250, and oh, it has to be like 35, 40 year old, and it just shoots. Oh, you couldn't, you can't fault it. It just bloody, it's a tack driver. It's a bloody great rifle. It's that accurate, <laughs> you know. Like they yeah. must have been building them good, pretty good back then, I reckon. Like, or it was built on a Monday, you know. After you know, say some rifles are built on a Friday, and they, you know what I mean. They just sort of to getting pushing through it quicker the factory, but they're, they're just a really good. And I've heard good stuff about bloody Remingtons in general. So. Looking for a big weekend? Australia's biggest sport shooting and outdoor event, the SSAA Shot Expo, is now even bigger. With hunting gear and outdoor equipment from the world's biggest names, plus demonstrations, talks and entertainment for the whole family. Over 150 displays, one location, the SSAA Shot Expo. Melbourne Showgrounds, May 20th and 21st. Book online or pay on the day. Visit shotexpo.com.au for sponsors and the full program. Looking for outdoor equipment for your next adventure? At Aussie Outdoor Gear, you can find cooking equipment, camo clothing for kids, backpacks, camo accessories and much more. We cater for your hunting, fishing, camping, hiking and other outdoor pursuits with our unique product range. AussieOutdoorGear.com.au Quality gear at affordable prices. Would you like to advertise on one of the most tech-savvy mediums on the internet? Then why don't you advertise with us on the Australian Hunting Podcast? If you have a product or business that you would like to promote, then we would love to hear from you. Become one of our partner advertisers by calling Jason on 0425 881 967 or email australianhuntingpodcast at gmail.com. What about pistols? What about what about those? Do you you know sp- specific to one brand? Does it matter or? Oh, not really. I like the Smith and Wessons revolvers. You can't go wrong with them. Or uh, caliber wise, you know, three fifty seven, forty five ACP, which you, you need that um, oh, heavy cal permit. You know, the the high cal permit you have to get to yep. to get anything over thirty eight, three fifty seven. But yeah, look that. 45 ACP, geez, it's a great hand handgun. If there's any handgun shooters out there that hasn't got that bloody um, that high cal p- pistol permit, I'd recommend it because, yeah, the bigger the better. Why not? Bit of fun and yeah, <laughs> it's bloody it's, yeah, it's bloody great. You're right. Um, what are some of mate, the pros of being a bloke that hunts or a female? But you're a bloke in this situation, so a bloke that hunts, shoots, and fishes. What do you reckon some of the pros are? I think, uh, well, a lot of the pros, you get to get out in the bush and, you know, experience the bloody scenery and beautiful scenery out there and and the good times with friends, family. Uh, you know, you've got the meat side of things, you know. You can always, buddy, bring home some meat, different bloody species and, and get creative in the kitchen and, you know, like it, it, you help out farmers. There's so many good things, really. Like help out farmers, keep all the bloody barrels off their bloody off their land and, and that sort of thing. So, and like I said, a lot of it's just having a good time with your mates, isn't it? You know, like just sort of, you know, you work it a lot and you get out with your mates and enjoy a laugh around a campfire and, yeah. Exactly, mate. What about when you hunt, shoot and fish? What are some of the negatives, do you think, of being a hunter, shooter Ooh. or fisherman? Yeah, there seems there's a bit of that getting around with politics, bloody media. The misinformation out there is just, it's terrible, you know, like a lot of the antis are always judging us as shooters and, and I, you know, I've heard you mention on a show before, like law-abiding shooters are probably the most responsible people around and I tend to agree with it because you just don't want to make a mistake to, you know, have like your favourite bloody pastime, your favourite sport, your licence taken away. So you're always... You know, you're always thinking on like level-headed. Like, if there's any trouble, you sort of, oh, right, mate, walk away. You know what I mean? Like, buddy, you know, buddy, go drink, driving, all that sort of stuff. Like, you know, it's just buddy, all the stuff that goes with it these days. There's enough buddy stuff in the papers and antis on Facebook and putting us down without getting. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 
I think that's the worst part about it, just the misinformation, always riding us. Yeah, what about you? You were talking about, I think, before when you you said you go to work and stuff like that. You know, guys where you work, are they sort of in, in, into shooting as well? And do you have you oh, forged any friendships yeah. about them? What's it like in your sort of industry? Oh, it's it's pretty massive up here, really, in the Hunter Valley. Like, just, yeah, everyone, the, all the boys at work, like, they love shooting. And that's all we like. We get there and talk about it all the time before work or, you know, ring up, oh, you're coming to the range and, you know, like, it's it's great because it's so accepted up here and, you know, like, everyone, buddy, oh, look, don't be wrong, there's a lot of people that don't shoot, but they just don't seem to, to uh, you know, they just seem to let us have, let us go out and have a good time with our buddy, have been too over-opinionated on the subject. So, yeah, no, there's, there's plenty of shooters out at work. It's great. <laughs> what about, have you had any... Anyone at work that's, you know, like, say, against shooting or against hunting? Or have you ever had any issues with, you know, anyone sort of firing up, you know, at you about sort of, you know, your, your extracurricular activities? Yeah, I've, funnily enough, I have. And often they'll be just other shooters that just, yeah, you know, and some people might just shoot to keep the, um, the feral animals down on a property. And, you know, like, they don't understand why you need a pistol at all, you know, then why do you need the, you know, this type of shotgun and uh, that sort of yes. thing? It's sort of, yeah. The old need argument, the old need oh, argument. Why do you need few... that, you know? Oh, why do you... Yeah, well, yeah. You know, you don't well, need that 308, Ben. You don't need that. <laughs> oh, it's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. <laughs> you know? It really is. Like, Those two you shots. You can say the same. Oh, yeah, yeah, two more ammunitions. Yeah, two yeah. more ammunitions for the Adler. You don't need that. Yep. I mean, the government is having a fight over literally two shotgun shells, and they just it's unbelievable, isn't it? It really is unbelievable. Yeah, it really it is, mate. It's a, it's a shame because it's all, like I say, it's that misinformation and people aren't educated about what they're talking about a lot of the time. And, you know, they just they get on and they start rattling off facts that they think is true, and they're not true at all. Yeah, and and it gives the public, who are the non-shooting public, a bad idea of, of you know, it's not giving them the full facts. And, yeah, that's that's what sort of gets me because if they had the full facts, they'd, they'd know that they that the Adler the whole thing's just a – it's a joke. There's, there's, no, there's no reason why it should have been – reclassified there's no evidence yeah it's... good stuff i was going to ask you before now we were talking about you know hunting and bringing meat home when you have brought any home what do you you said you yeah i think i asked you before your <laughs> wife so your wife's not really big on you know get say game you know game cooking sort of eating the food so when you bring it home what do you normally make what, what are your go-to staples when you you know get in the you know the uh, kitchen you know get your apron on and off you go what's your favorite things to make that sort of helps you know incorporate it into well, the family yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a beginner in the kitchen so I, I try and stick to just some simple stuff to start with i've sort of just been trying to, um i started off just doing burgers and you know, mincing the meat, I've done burgers and or sausage rolls. I've done. Yeah. I uh, started doing some sausages. Um, you know, they, they, and it's all it's all learning, I guess. And and um, jerky, buddy. Oh, jerky! Yeah, yeah like, I love that. Oh. Yeah, a bit of bit of jerky and and that sort of thing. Roast up some rabbit. Um, yeah, there's just a, there's so many different things like I want to try, and it's great because I'm always trying to think of something different to do. And, and like, so, oh, look, you can never have too much jerky in your bloody work bag, that's for sure. <laughs> People are always trying to steal it off it, off you, aren't they? <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you get out of a me. lot of friends. Get out of your lunchbox. <laughs> yeah, jerky's ready. You get a lot of extra friends, that's for sure. Yeah. Mate, have you got any family, friends or anything like that where, you know, you've, you know someone, at least maybe I'd say, you know, it could be friends of the wife, could be a friend of yours even, that they're pretty sort of anti-hunting and anti-shooting and how you deal with that sort of situation. Do you have anyone like that close to you? Oh, look, I've, I guess I, I really, to be honest, I, I really don't. Um, you know, there's, I suppose there's a couple in the family that aren't, aren't really into hunting and it's sort of against it a bit and, you know, like, oh, why do you need to go and do that? And I guess a lot of the times, Jace, I'll try and sit down and explain to them but, and, and just calm and rational and just tell them why I'm so passionate about it and, 
you know, and a lot of times it's just like I say, it's been in the family and it's just something we've been taught. I'm not a, you know, I'm a bloody sensible hunter. I'm humane about my shots. I'm, I'm not a, there's no cruelty in it, you know, and it's really no different than like the meat they buy down at the store. Like it's still, it's an animal that's been slaughtered, isn't it? So, yeah, no, buddy, don't really have many people like any anti, any anti buddy and to worry about really. Yeah. Other than, yeah, they would comment on Facebook posts that, that I'll put up. <laughs> I was going to say, there's always that, ask this question, so it's sort of a new question that I always put in. There's always that one point for a lot of people, uh, they remember this point being the reason they got into shooting. Do you ever have one of those sort of aha moments where you think, yeah, that it was that experience that got me into oh, you know, hunting or shooting? And what was it? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I've got a mate from Baraba, and um, I, I was doing a lot of pistol shooting at the time, wasn't really doing a lot of hunting. And he said, oh, why don't you come for a trip up to Baraba? And I hadn't been out hunting for a while. So I said, yeah, mate, yep, going up. And a mate of these does like guided hunts up there. And, and um, yeah, buddy, top bloke, took us around, buddy, thousands of acres. And, you know, we were just coming around pigs all the time. It was great. And just that rush, you know, of, of getting stuck into them and stalking up on them and getting stuck into them and, you know, it's just so good. Like, I thought, that's it. I, I think the target shooting might have to go on the buddy back burner for a while while buddy start getting, you know, back into hunting. Because <laughs> it's, uh, it's so good, Jace. Like, it's you so know, good, yeah. Especially with the pigs. Like, 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 you know, I love chasing them pigs. And you can get them spotlighting at night or, you know, like a few months back we were on a trip and, you know, we went up a track. There was nothing there. And we were only gone up this track, or you know, a cave before I turned around and come back the same way. And we come across this massive mob of pigs. They're just sitting in the middle of the track. They mustn't have been far when we went up that track. And then on the way back, here they are. Like it was bloody unreal. And they and just pulled up in the buggy. And they just with a spotlight on them. It just took them a while to realise what was going on. And by the time they did, they were we were well and truly into them, which is good. What were you shooting then? Was that the three hundred eight or? Yeah, I had the 308 and... Um, what do you do? Because I think mine, you got the ticker, I think it only... Does mine take yeah, three yeah, rounds? They three rounds in those magazines, I think? Uh, well, three, they are. They are a standard three-round magazine, and you can buy the five-shot. Yeah, I've got the five-shot now. It's the, yeah, it's like the ten's sort of a bit big um, for me, you know, like a bit long, the magazine. But, um, yeah, the five, it's sort of not too bad. It's manageable and... Sorry, go on. <laughs> go great, on. great, great bloody rifles and tickets. Fair dinkum. I love them. <laughs> they always say that I see a lot of, you know, and I don't care either way, a lot of, you know, brand wars on Facebook, you know, tickets, the yeah. poor, poor man's sake. And I was like, man, they're not bad rifle. I don't know what they're complaining about. <laughs> yeah. I don't oh, know. Them, yeah, those Seikos are nice. And look, if I could afford, if I could, if I definitely, I could probably pay one off. But for the moment, I'm just happy with me little old ticker, mate. She gets the job done and, Look, at the end of the day, if you've got, you know, a $500 hour and it's getting the job done, well, you know, that's all, yeah. that's all you can ask. I was hunting it? with a bunch of guys that make videos on YouTube. I just going to release a podcast this week with them, but Shooting Stuff Australia, and we were shooting one of Marty's hours this couple of months back now. And, um, you know, we were shooting, you know, because I live in the city, I don't get to shoot a lot of, you know, mostly for me, it's, you know, maybe three to 400 metres at best with, you know, one of the properties I got access to, you know, and we were shooting like 800 metres. And I thought, I mean, I, I never really was really into target shooting a lot, you know, as in like, you know, the range sort of thing. But when we had a gong and we were shooting up top, top of the, against the hill with a backdrop and everything like that, I mean, I thought this was, oh, great. This was great, 800 metres. Yeah. That howl was just singing. It was singing, you know. How good's that? Yeah, yeah. I got yeah. a mate. He's a bloody um. I got a couple up here actually. Blokes to do the kangaroo shooting for a bit of extra money, and um. Yeah, one of the boys has got a howler, and he he swears by it, and he's headshot. He's you know he's doing bloody headshots on roos all night. So <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, cheap rifle, but he makes it work. It's amazing, isn't it? It is, yeah, mate. Yeah. Got a, an interesting question here for us. I might stump you because people always. You know, they go quiet after I ask this question. But I mean, if you could break it down, tell us you tell us what it means to be a hunter and shooter, say, and or fisherman in this country. Well, firstly, I think it's a definitely about promote. I'd like to say 
promote each other. Like stick stick by each other, whether you're a clay target shooter or hunter. You know, just we'll be all in it for the one purpose. We're all sporting shooters. We're all shooters of one type or description. So all stick together, promote the sport to others and, and educate people on, on a lot of the misinformation that is out there. You know, like, for example, the Adler and why it's a load of garbage. You, and, um, you, yeah, that's one of mine to, to promote, educate. And, um, and another big thing too is just be careful what you say, I think, too, because in the heat of the moment I've got a lot of shooter mates that sort of just get it go off the handle, you know what I mean, and, and can say some things that sort of, yeah, that uh, I guess it's sort of been drawn out too, you know, like they've just been waiting for that sort of comment that, yeah, just be sort of careful what you say when you're getting riled up, that's all, because we're all representing each other. Ben, what about, you were talking about rifles before scopes and what, you a bit of a scope whore or not really or just throw anything oh, and everything on top? Geez. or I have been, I have, I've been that, I've spent thousands on scopes and bloody, <laughs> like, I guess like I went into, when I first got back into hunting anyway and I thought, oh, I'll grab these scopes, you know, they can see out the bloody, you know, a kilometre. Oh, no, I did the all, same thing. You know, I did the same thing. Yeah, and they were more military spec things, you know, and, <laughs> and I guess, yeah, that long-range shooter, <laughs> shooter stuff, but not so much good for hunting. And, yeah, it's an, it's an education, isn't it? And, and you learn, you, you think, oh, geez, I'm not, this doesn't work out here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I uh, guess I, I left all that and went to some pretty much plain, simple sort of, you know, just a plain plexi sort of rectangle and, you're nothing too powerful, I guess. Nine, ten powers the maximum on all of my scopes now, um, and usually I have it sort of stuck, uh, I guess, at the four to six mark on, on yeah. power wise, because um, you want it to be easy to pick something up, don't you? If, if you look, you see a mob of goats, you see a mob of pigs, you want to be able to lift the rifle up and acquire the target quick without mucking around with the scope. So yeah, yeah right. I usually just. I just keep it pretty much like that on, on a on a lower power, um, and they're all Leopolds. I've had a good run with Leopolds, so um, pretty much they're all buddy similar scopes. You know, uh, three to nine, or I think one's a three and a half to ten uh, VX3 one, and yeah, they're all buddy great scopes. I can't fault them, so I know. I'm stick with them. Yeah, <laughs> Leopold. I remember when I, um, I think I bought a Bushnell when I had the seven mil. And uh, it was a six and a <laughs> six and a half to twenty four by forty. Oh, oh, <laughs> on basically a, on a deer rifle, on a deer sort of goat deer rifle. Yeah. I mean, I just thought after that, I thought you know what? And I've always been the biggest. I mean, especially in big game, I've got a three to nine Zeiss on the on on the uh, three oh eight now, which I used to have on the seven nice. mil, which actually makes more sense. But you know, I was thinking, man, the smaller the better for some of those big rifles, unless you really, especially if you're shooting hundred to two hundred, I mean, even a two to seven is a great. A great scope as well, which can get you out easily out to three hundred meters, provided you know you get oh, you know, half decent shot. I mean, and I'm running yes, around with yeah. a six and a half to twenty four. Some guys yep. have got you know, uh, <laughs> you know, six to you know whatever it is, twenty five to fifteens or four to sixties, which is not bad. But well, you know, did, I love the small ones. Side focus. A lot of them scopes love that side focus, you know, and you might have it wound out at ten, and you lift up at something out at I don't know, say two hundred meters or three hundred meters away. And, then you find you've got to actually adjust that side focus as well. Yeah. Or, you know, it's, I've got it, one it's now on the two two three a Nikon. That's got a side focus. A Monarch haven't used, haven't yep. shot it yet, but it's going to be interesting. Yeah, to see how that works. But um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, for the big game stuff, yeah, I think you're right. Smaller, the better. Yep. Big open view yeah. when you actually pull the gun up is just the better option. I mean, just you know, dedicate it for for that particular use of shooting big game, not. You know, and yep. obviously, if you've got big mounds and you're on a big property, and you know you've got to shoot five, six hundred meters across or something, well, then maybe it might make sense. Yeah, but yes, that's um, right. I mean, I've, I look, I reckon I'll enjoy that precision shooting. You know, like out to a K and and really dialing those scopes in, and you know, hitting gongs and things like that. I reckon yeah. that'd be great fun. But as far as yeah, like I don't want to be the one. You know, when there's two blokes shooting at goats, I don't want to be the last one off the bat. I want to be, you know, off to off to a flying start next to me mate and try and you know get as get as many as he does. And I found the best ways. Yeah, those low power scopes you move from you know from pig to pig or goat to goat really quick and get stuck into them. Yeah, I know. 
All right, mate. Um, I want to chat about uh, your thoughts on firearms ownership in Australia at the moment. Uh, you know, we like hunting here with, on AHP. We like shooting. You know, politics, yeah. unfortunately, is a bit of a necessary evil. So yes, what yeah, are your thoughts yeah. on the current, you know, climate, you might say, in the industry right now? Oh, I don't think we're really, as a shooter, I don't think we're really getting anywhere at the moment. I think we're taking steps backwards, especially with that Adler. Um, you know, we've got very good representation. Uh, you know, a lot of people want to say it's rough. I mean, I like uh, David Lionholm. I think he's a pretty good bloody option now for shooters. Um He's one of my favourites anyway because, um, you know, he, he's gone out on a, on a limb there to say some pretty big things for us, you know. Um, yeah, or Did you ever vote the for the he's... major parties? I mean, were you always supporter of those oh, guys no, or not really? Or No, not really, no. I was always I'd pretty much stick with Labor growing, as I was growing up, I guess. I'd, I'd stick with Labor and then yeah. as I got more into shooting and sort of thought, oh, hey, hang on, yeah, why haven't we got the same laws as you know, New Zealand and why, why, you know, I thought things might have got a bit more relaxed over the years since 96 and you now they just got worse and in my opinion and, yeah, I just think it's, oh, look, I think we could do a lot more, get rid of registration and, you know, do some similar stuff to New Zealand and I really don't think it would affect, I don't think it would affect anything here in Australia. Yeah, I mean, speaking of that, do you, I'm not so. Yeah, you can say yes or no. You don't have to answer if you don't want to. But do you vote for any the pro gun parties or? Uh, oh, any, any, and if so, I mean, who or did you do any preference voting or are you just normally one above the line type of guy or? Well, yeah, I, I went for um, last year. Shooters and fishers, pretty much. That was yep. what I did. Yeah, and um, I actually went against the grain last election. I went for David Lionel because a lot of he said made sense. Um, you know, he's just a bit more freedom. When he started mentioning the word freedom, I, I thought, geez, that's, that ring a bell on me with me. I thought, yeah, well, that's what that's what we need here. Like, we're just it's turned into of, of, the nanny state, really, hasn't it? You know, there's just so many rules. You can't do this, you can't do that. It's bloody, it's over-policed. That yep. You can't have fishing rod holders on the front of your, on the front of your bull bar. Bloody, you know, it's just, buddy. <laughs> it's garbage, isn't it? Really, I yeah. mean, you could buddy do do better than this. All right, mate. Speaking about those two, um, you know, the parties you said you voted for, you voted for in the past or whatever. I mean, give me what are some of the? I mean, do you think they've been doing a good job those two parties? And if so, what do you think they've been doing good those two parties? Uh those two, the shooters, fishers. Yeah, um, yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, Liberal Democrats. Yeah. Well, I think the Liberal Democrats have sort of got the shooters and fishers um, a bit at the moment. The shooters and fishers have sort of, for my mind anyway, they're just they're, they're a shooters and fishers party, but they're just not pro-gun enough, really, for me. Like, they, you know what I mean by it, Jace? They're not, they're not representing the shooters that well. I think they're sort of leaning to, in another direction for some reason. Um, yeah, like all my mates up here, we love hunting, we love shooting. And, you know, we just don't feel like we're being represented, really, by them. Um, yeah, as, yeah, as I say, look, we, we'd like a bit more freedoms and things like that. We, we're trusted people. We don't do anything wrong. I mean, you know, the police commissioner signed off for my handgun licence, so it must be safe enough to have a semi-automatic handgun. Why shouldn't I be allowed to have a semi-automatic rifle? And I've just heard some comments made by the shooters and fishers that, the sort of you know saying that on that same sort of um side they're not they're not going to bat for those rights as hard as they should be in my mind it's interesting a lot of people have been telling me about freedom and sometimes when i speak to people like you know when you contact me i put the the word out there for the the everyday hunter series and you know, I'm just an average shooter too, man. I'm just like everybody else. I don't claim to be any different, you know. And I, norm- I normally don't speak to people about, you know, until I either interview them generally about, you know, what they're voting. You know, sometimes I might see them on Facebook, but I didn't know which way you sort of went. If you went a, a major party, a, a pro-gun party, or, you know, uh, you know, yeah, nationals, greens. I mean, you know, I've normally got no idea what people sort of vote for. But people have been saying that a lot to me in the last recent shows about Lionhelm being saying a lot about freedom, and it's been resonating with them. So so it's kind of interesting. It's sort of creating a bit of a, now that I think about it, like a bit of a sort of a ladder effect where people are like, well, maybe there's something in that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'd like to 
talk about a lot about the freedom stuff on this show and, st- and those sorts of things. And you know, it seems to be resonating with people because people are just starting yeah. to get that part of it now. And that's and it's definitely an interesting thing. But speaking about those two parties we we're just talking about, uh, what uh, what are you happy with with both of those parties? What have they been? You know, say SFFP. Uh, which is tongue twister at times. Uh, the LDP, you know, it's, it's so, so many acronyms. What are those two parties in particular? What have they done right that you think? Oh, look, I think they both of them have done. done they're doing the best with what they what they've got, I guess. I'm, I mean, if I think if bloody um the uh, Liberal Democrats had as much uh, many years as the Shooters and Fishers have had in 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 you know in Parliament and around bloody politics i think they'd be doing a lot better myself they'd probably have a bit more of a stronger following like they seem just the liberal democrats seem to be just gaining that like you said gaining that momentum really quickly and i think it's because he's he's a genuine sort of guy david lionel and he, he doesn't talk he just talks he well, calls a spade a spade and yeah you know I, I really like that about the bloke and buddy like i say like that freedom the freedom thing he keeps going on with, I just think that's great because it's not just for shooters. Like he's, said so like I say, it's just too many bloody silly, silly rules at the moment, and you know he's he can see that, and yeah. um, I think he, he he generally genuinely wants um Australia to be a bit more bloody uh, mainstream, free to to flow a lot easier. And I think um, it's interesting, Ben, because. I noticed that too, and probably like you, I don't know, maybe your parents were heavy labour. I've got no problem in saying my parents were heavy labour. I was even having a discussion with my old man uh, last time I was up in Queensland when I was shooting with the guys from Shooting Stuff Australia, and... um, you know, me and my old man always get like they're not they're not anti, they don't. My mum always goes, "Oh, bring me some deer when you you know you bring, if you ever get one, bring me some oh, up." Oh, you know? really? Yeah, God. Yeah, but we always have a fight on. about the laws and stuff like that. And I mean, even I have a beef with them last time at the at the federal election. They're like, I always vote Labor, mate. They'd never they'd never vote Liberal at all in their lives. Um, you know, I grew up in Western Sydney, which was a hardcore sort of Labor area. You know, yep. and, they, and they even preference the Greens. My dad told me last time, like, we preference the Greens three. And I said, mate, I'm, I'm not associated to you guys at all then, you know. like. <laughs> but, but the thing is, I think people, and like yourself, you've mentioned something very interesting about that. I, I've seen a lot of people on Facebook just recently, because that's where I look at a lot of my stuff. That's where I get a lot of my information. I want to see yep. what people are saying. I want to see what they're saying. And I've seen a lot of people not change. But I see them where they used to say things recently, but they're starting to see, like when you said about freedom, but it's starting to resonate with people. They're starting to go, listen, yeah, we are losing our freedoms. We are losing, you know, our uh, rights and yep. stuff like that. And that's starting to, people, mate, I, I come from, and that was me. When I was 18, I voted Labor. I got, you know, what can I do? I was 18 that's years so. ago. So I didn't know yeah. my parents voted Labor. And I'm sure that's what happens with a lot of other families as well. I but after so, yeah. a while, yeah. what Labor stood up? I mean, I, I agree, you know, giving people a fair go in the workplace, I think that's a good thing. You know, like some of the some of the parties have got, the LNP's got some okay policies that I like. So does Labor. But in a nutshell, they're, they're both really anti-gun. It gives me no choice that I can't vote for any of them because I'm pretty, yeah, it's a shame. pretty, yeah, pretty yep. full on about one. I wish the LNP was sort of conservative, but I come from voting Labor as well in, in when I was eighteen. So, but I, after doing this show, you start to see things. I start to think about freedom. Like if I'm not hurting anyone. You know, and I, one of my best friends I, I go away yeah. with, I was only having a debate with the other day because we sort of do a bit of training on a Monday night and normally I go to his mates for dinner and she's like, oh, I don't, I don't mind if you have it, but I don't want, you know, we don't want everyone in my street to have a gun. And I go, oh, right, so you just, you don't, she's like, no, you're all right. And I go, oh, so now you don't, not only do you not want one, you don't want other people to have it as well. I said, which is very yeah. authoritarian, very, this is, this is what these people like. They only want police, you know, military uh, security oh, right. and those types yeah. of people to have guns. Well, I mean, this is where oh, the freedom. That's te- that's not a. I don't know many, many people mustn't have much contact with people from the bush because people in the bush just about you know like farmers and and, and whatnot. Shooting's been around for, hadn't it really? It's been around for forever. And yep. you know you got spotlighting or whether they they do much of it themselves or they hire someone to do it for them on the property like. It's a bit out of touch, like saying, "Oh, police and military only," when, when probably all of their grandfathers or, or further on, you know what I mean, like have been hunters, and you know it just sort of baffles me to think why why is all that changed now? They just think, "Oh, police need it; they're the only ones that need it," and I think 
yeah, that's just bloody. And I've, it's and, terrible. And, and, I, and, you, and you're right. I've gone the, the complete opposite direction where freedom, I mean, you know, the, 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 the left want, you know, they want, you know, the government to run everything, everything the government's fault. You know, the government's got to sort everything out. You know, the, the government should like, you know, you said freedom. Government should have minimal you know, uh, in, interference. Yeah, interference yeah, in what's yeah. called minimal input into what's going on. Unless I mean, unless we're hurting yeah. anyone else. I mean, it's interesting, especially part of this show. How you know, I've evolved with you know what I. I mean, people listen to back to some of my first shows. They'll even say they go, like each each time as I've learned different things, I've I've changed my certain views of how I look at things. You know, interacting with people such as yourself and. Man, I've changed. I've gone from completely one side to completely sort of the other side. You know, where you know I, I yeah. want to do whatever in my own house. It's my business. I'm not hurting anyone. It's not anyone else's business. You know, if I want to, that's exactly right. You know, Jason, we can't go to a property and, and blow stuff up like FPS Russia on YouTube. I mean, even the guys, like I said, people got <laughs> upset with the guys from Shooting Stuff Australia because oh, they've shot some uh, dull. Like, I mean, give me yeah, like really. Yeah. I mean, not it's my cup of tea to do. That's not the point of it. That's not the that's point. Right. You know, yeah. like FPS Russia was driving tanks through a house and. You know, everyone loved that, but a couple of Australian guys do it. It's the end of the world, you know? Like, that that's what we've yep. become. Oh, no, it looks bad. We've got to duck our head down so nobody can see us. Oh, you're bloody you right, know? mate. I was talking to a mate this morning down just going to get a cuppa and ran into a friend, and he's an old pig under. He, he's an old dog. He, like, takes the dogs, and he, he's old-fashioned like that. And, um, buddy, and we were talking about that fellow that, that um, hit that kangaroo. Yeah, I made a comment about it or something and then <laughs> someone buddy tagged someone and ended up on me comment and they were into me about it like, oh, you know, you can't hit kangaroos. Oh, buddy. I think they went on to say that the kangaroo is going to die of some type of stress over the next two I weeks. Th- I, I read one it, of those. Yeah, it might have been yeah. yours I read. Like, oh, it's going to oh, go away and die and this and that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. oh, I thought that's just buddy garbage, you know, like because me mate and I grew up in the bush and buddy – you know, we've seen some of the things these kangaroos can survive. Like, you know, they've bounced off the side of the bloody land cruiser and bloody shook themselves off and take, taken off. Like, they're a strong animal. Like, yeah, and they're, they're a wild animal too. So, all the people. But I thought think, that was the best know, video, like, best video I've ever seen, literally. And then people saying some stuff about it, you know, you should be out of a job. I'm like, really? Uh, look, you know, lucky there was not a kangaroo yeah. colour and they didn't shoot the thing. Lucky they didn't get, the thing didn't get right. shot. You know what I mean? And apparently they'd been to his house, the poor bugger, to where he lives with his family. And they're, you know, they're making threats from the front gate. I'd say he lives on the property. And, yeah. You know, so that's like, a toxic it, part, mate, about the – they don't like something, they threaten, hey, kill you. It's amazing, do. isn't it? It's amazing, hey, isn't it? And, and you guarantee, Jason, shooters started hanging out at someone's front gate making oh, threats. Well, we'd it'd be straight in the paper and they'd be straight in locked up. But these bloody people that chain themselves to trees and carry on and do all these stupid things – Trying to make a, a point is just it's garbage, and and some of the things they say are just yeah, like the threats is pretty loose. Like you wouldn't. That's yeah. amazing. They talk about hunters, then they're threatening them. Their baby should be killed, or oh, they, they look at their I, Facebook yeah, right. uh, profile picture. Oh, you've got a family. Wish your kids were dead. I mean, that's what they're about. The left says that they're cra- yeah, crazy right. people, mate. Crazy people. Oh, you know? It's not. It's, that's exactly right. I said that to my wife. I said that's not the thoughts of someone, a rational person. Like that person's got problems. You know? It's amazing, isn't it? You know, people, yeah. it happens on the duck fields. The you know down in Victoria when they go duck hunting on the public land, the, the they they turn up there to harass hunters. Hunt, hunters didn't go to their place of of work or recreation, and then they go, oh, yep. they're looking at me, they're staring at me, they're oh, they're they're, they're doing this to me. It's like man, shit, man. We came we came here to go hunting. We didn't expect you guys to be here annoying the crap out of us. You know, exactly. Like, and just, they do just some go dangerous things too, don't they? Apparently, oh, like, if you're on a you little, if you're on a kayak in the middle of duck hunting grounds mate and people shooting shotguns everywhere you're mad in my opinion if people yeah you know they can't see you and stuff like that it's mad but mate got to go move on to this one a good one uh five questions in under a minute you take that challenge yes all right let's go in give me a sec where's my questions oh they've gone south on me all right here we go three two one go all right best thing about being a hunter and shooter what is it and why oh getting the outdoors spending time with the family and the friends getting that meat, bring, being able to bring fresh meat home, free, free-range meat, it's free, and sitting around that campfire telling stories of the day, you know, being out and, and the shots you've taken and the good fun you've had, you just can't beat it. Yeah, it's, what it's, about it's, a specific favourite aspect of hunting? What is it and why? 
Oh, that would be it. Just getting out in the bush. Yep. Love it. Favourite species you want to hunt outside Australia? What is it and why? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, look, I'd probably – it would be definitely in the States, a black bear. Give yep. black bear a go. What about if you could hunt anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Oh, I reckon it would be in Alaska and um, just, yeah, whatever they the guide could bring, put me on to. Favourite piece of hunting kit you own? What is it and why? Ooh, ticker 308 because it does everything. <laughs> Oh, mate, three seconds, you're out. One minute and three seconds, 74. Oh, it's pretty close. Yep, mate, unreal. It's, it's, it's getting hard. When I remember thinking when I first it started, hard. it used yeah. to be um, you know, five questions in under five minutes. I thought, oh, that's a bit too long, I think, because people were getting it way too easy. So I yep, had to yep. sort of um, you know, change it a little bit. Mate, t- tell us a story, my listeners. If you listen to my show recently, you know, I always ask people a story to uh, finish off, you know, something interesting, and you've got to sell it to the listeners. They want to feel like they're there, time of day, oh. summer, winter. Tell us what yeah. happened. Give us a give us a story. We need we, you know, we want to spell it out so we can feel like we're there. Um, one of my cousins, he, he's um, losing the same town, you know, and I wanted to get out and get his first deer. And, um, well, he'd only shot one pig before. So, you know, he'd, he'd nailed plenty of foxes, rabbits, you know, all that sort of stuff. Anyway, I said, yeah, sure. Took him up to a little spot, um, one of my favourite spots. He, every hunter's got one. And I said, mate, we'll get you onto something. And, um, you know, I listen, took him out there. And I've, that's a big part I like to, to really do this sort of thing too. And I got him on the property and we're, we're looking about. And um, we started seeing deer and he's getting excited. And um, that afternoon we were up in the buggy up on the hill and buddy just sort of cruising a, a, a nice old road, uh, you know, track up the side of this bloody skyline, and I look up and see this bloody big boy. He's two hundred and fifty, about two hundred fifty yards away, and it was, it was massive, Jace. And um, I was, I pulled up into a bit of a good. Was your heart racing though? Was your heart racing? Oh, I'm, I'm sort of slowing down with that buck fever now. Oh yeah. Um, See, yeah, my heart yeah. always does it. Phil Foxes, yeah. anything, it just goes oh, crazy. But sorry, continue. Oh, I know that I do know the feeling. It's hard to control. It's, it's taken a fair bit. It's sort of getting a bit better with that now. A bit more relaxed. He he was, and we we pulled up, and he's oh, are you going to take him? I said, look, you're going, you're going, cuz you're all right. You get stuck into him, and he's bloody taking. He's a good shot, and he, he and giving credit, he, his heart was. Pound and he was moving and you know what it's like he's switching and think, oh, geez, trying to <laughs> yeah. trying to get comfortable and and he he went behind a tree he said oh he's he's gone behind his tree I said it's all right just take your time he, he'll come out and he, and yeah you know, he sure he did he, he's come out and he's lined his shot up took it bang he's just nailed this ball of bloody doing the high fives and whatnot because he didn't get back up it was just a a three hour wait I think he had an Amax in it it was more of a target round but. It just smashed this boar, and we've parked the buggy up and gone for a walk. And um, as soon as I seen this this pig, I was like, "Oh, geez, I regret not taking that shot now." Oh, they had the biggest tusks on it, like the best set of tusks I've ever seen on a bloody boar. It was absolutely massive, over well over 100 kilos. But I was still so happy to to you know what I mean. Put me cousin onto a bloody great boar like that, like just sit down in there getting photos of him and he's holding this big boar's head up with these big tusks. It was a bloody great. That was a great occasion. And to not only that, that like later on, we also got him a deer as well. So, you know, what a, well, it was only a one-night hunting trip, Jay. so he was pretty lucky. You know, is I've he been, into it now? Is he into shooting now and hunting? Oh, he's, yeah, he's always, yeah, he's always hitting me up now. When are we going next? Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> and like he, he was always into his hunting, but, yeah, he just... You've created I a guess, monster now. <laughs> I think so, yeah. And like I said to him, like, you can hunt pigs for years and not get a ball like that. Like, it was oh. trophy ball, you know? Yep, that's like, me. There's one sitting right here. <laughs> oh, oh, I just, yeah, it's unbelievable. I've been out in heaps of forests. I've never even seen anything. I've seen pig diggings and that sort of stuff, but just to, even just running across the road, you know, driving through a forest, for an example, never seen them yeah. at all. They're very elusive. Now, now, now I know why people tend to hunt them with dogs because dogs can obviously smell them oh, a mile yeah. away. You could, they could yeah. be just, you know, 20 metres away in a bush. You've driven past. You'll never see them, but... 
you know, that's probably why I guess guys with dogs have a lot more success, I would say, in general. But yeah, definitely yeah. interesting. I think a good thing too, like the, a lot of the places that I've, I find have got these numbers of pigs have got some sort of crops going on them, like sorghum, oats. Yeah, you, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and it chickpeas and it brings them in. And um, yeah, so that's often a good thing too if you can, if you know, somewhere, yeah, there's a lot of crops and it's sort of out west a bit and you'll, you'll get pigs there for sure. Not bad, mate. Any final advice to finish off that you might want to share or anything like that? Yes, just promote, keep promoting the sport as shooters. So just stick together, even though you mightn't like, I guess, the discipline of another shooter, whether it's handgun shooting, play target hunting. Just got to learn to support each other now to get these, to try and get more freedoms within our sport so we can, you know, we're responsible people. We should be allowed and um, just, yeah, be responsible too. Excellent. Ben Burton joins me here on the Australian Hunting Podcast for the Everyday Hunter Series. Ben, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Bloody no worries, Jace. Enjoyed it, mate. Thanks. You've been listening to an episode of the Australian Hunting Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. See you next time.